calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello, I'm Neil Govia, a director at CFA Institute. And today I'm in London at the Institute's 72nd annual conference. And my guest today is Mark Jeffries. I'll describe Mark as author, keynote speaker, advisor, communication consultant, and interviewer of the rich and famous. So we're very pleased, Mark, that you've given some time in your busy schedule to talk to us today. Uh, I, Thank you. I have to say, I'm quite liking that intro. I think maybe we should just go everywhere now and you just introduce me like that. I've been, practi I've been practicing I it for weeks to get it right. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, I just want to pick up on one thing. Yes. I can remember you saying in one of the times you talk that we're all in sales. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. What, what do you mean by that? Well, think of it this way, and, and I, you know, I, I speak to a lot of different audiences, and of course here with a financial audience, it's a, again different, but I'm going to use as an example a legal audience. So I stand up in front of teams of lawyers, and I explain to them that they are in sales, and I see these blank faces, <laughs> oh no, it does not say sales on my, on my door, it doesn't say sales my business card, then it certainly didn't study sales. But of course the point is, and I suspect everyone gets this, is that we're all being judged the entire time. From the minute you walk out of your front door in the morning to the minute you get home in the evening, people look at you. They, they observe how you dress. They look at how you sit down in a meeting. They listen to every word that you say and they make a judgment. And the judgment is simply this. Do I buy this person or not? Do I buy this idea or not? I mean, in the financial industry, you come up with a, a great strategy. You then tell an investor about it and they go, ah, maybe not this year. Maybe we'll try it next year. Guess what just happened? You didn't sell yourself. You didn't sell your idea. Your idea could be brilliant. But unless you can sell it to those who might want to buy it, then you lose. So we're all, we're all in sales. It doesn't matter what business we're in. So it's so important that not only the message, but the messenger and the way that is delivered. Oh, 100%. Absolutely right. right. You and, and, you know, I talk about this a lot in my presentations. You are the messenger. But you've also got to adapt to who's listening to you. Right. So I have a theory that I, I talk about called the L War. L W A N R. Okay. The L War. It is a battle for communication <laughs> excellence. And you only win this battle if you follow the correct route. And the correct route is those letters in that order L W A N R. And it stands for listen, watch, anticipate. And by anticipate, I mean anticipate the needs of the person in front of you, this one particular person or group. And then R. <laughs> And R stands for respond, react. In other words, start talking, pick up the phone, create that email message. Right. You can't R effectively unless you've truly L, W, and A. You can't do the, the, the R until you've listened and you've watched and you've anticipated. And I often with my audiences, I'll say, okay, listening. We're all good listeners, right? And everyone sits there nodding. And then I do a show of, a show <laughs> of hands imagine. question. And I say, how many people in the room suffer from a condition that I suffer from known as name amnesia? And every hand goes up. My hand would go up as well. Right. Yeah. And what is name amnesia? It's where you meet somebody new, they've told you their name, it's only been two seconds, you've already forgotten their name. And the reason this happens is we are not listening. We think we are. We're so excited to tell them our name, because right. it's a really yeah. good name. Yeah. We're not listening to theirs. <laughs> 
So L, W, A, and R. Key elements to communication excellence is the route you have to travel. Okay, well, on that route, I'm going to take us back to the start because you published a book, uh, What's Up With Your Handshake? I did. I think it should be What's Up With Your Handshake Dude, really, but there you are. Uh, so It was self-published as well. It was. Oh, uh, right. I, I, I was doing more and more speeches yeah. and my clients kept saying, can, can you, you have anything you give us? So I thought, I'm going to just put all these ideas down in the book. So, yeah, What's Up With Your Handshake was book one. <laughs> okay, so this makes me think about first impressions. And I think you've already said that, you know, it's the way you dress, it's the way you carry yourself. And there's that old saying, you've only got one opportunity yeah. to make the first impression. Yeah. How true is that? And then, if it doesn't go quite so well, is it possible to pull it back? Or are you sunk from the word go if, if your handshake is wrong? Oh, well, first of all, I've moved on from the handshake being an integral part, although <laughs> okay. it is still a part, let's be honest. Yeah. If you meet someone and the handshake is a piece of wet, slimy salmon, that's what you remember. Right. You go home in the evening and you don't tell your family, I met this person today with a normal handshake, but you will go home and say, oh, gross, handshake was gross. Now, is there a way to come back from that? Yes, possibly. But the first impression is kind of vital. Okay. And, and what that really means for us, the onus on us is to stop rushing in. As humans, we're so focused on what we want to say and the message we want to put out and for everyone to hear our voice that we very often go in too early. And there is an old phrase which I quite like, and it's the winner of the listening race and therefore the networking race is the person who speaks last. Because only then can you create the right first impression. And the right first impression is basically just not screwing up. Now we've all met people, and there's probably a few here, who are just very, very bizarre. <laughs> and that's what you remember. Yes. We've also met people who are charming and full of good stories and kind of inspire you. And that's what you remember. Okay, well, let me pick up on what you remember. Because you also say, and I'm sure, unfortunately, I didn't see your presentation earlier on. That's, I'm uh, very insulted. The, don't worry. But the, the importance of humor, and certainly humor from the stage is an absolute vital to keep your audience engaged. But if I'm in a business meeting, I'm trying to pitch something, has humor got any place? Or is it a case of, if he says something, maybe I don't get the humor, you know, it's a dry humor, or can't be taken as seriously. Can you use humor in a one-to-one -one business situation? Uh, you absolutely can, but again, if I may refer the honorable gentleman back to the LWAR, you're gonna confidently use humor when you know it's the right thing to do for the okay. right person. Because you've listened to them, you've watched them, you've anticipated who they are, and now you know when you can drop a joke. What you don't want to do is try and be a comedian with someone uh, who you've not met before, okay. someone who's like, this is a very important topic, and what, what, are, you, what are you joking about? Humor has an absolute place in creating one very important impression that you are someone that I can do business with. Because if I'm with someone who has as part of their character uh, an easygoing personality, serious about business, cares about success and profitability, but has a, a very pleasant and, and uh, affable character, then absolutely I show humor. And you know why? Because I want that person to see that I'm part of their tribe. And this is, this is the most important point. People by people, we know that. People by people they like. You've got to be likable. Okay, yes. We know that too. But here's the key. People by people they like who are just like them. If I've spent some time with you and I've realized you are just not a fan of funny remarks and side comments, you just don't go there, then guess what? I'm not going to do it because I want you to see that I am part of your tribe. I want you to be comfortable with me. So I'm not going to 
boast a character trait that I know that you hate because that would ruin my first impression with you. That would ruin our chances of doing business together. So it's about matching what's in front of you. So should I do research? If I'm coming along and I'm pitching a business to you and I know that you're a Liverpool supporter and you know, you've got a great chance in Europe but you didn't quite uh, get the championship, should I sort of do that research so I can say to you, bad luck on Liverpool there, Mark, you know, so sort of next season? Or do you just think I'm wasting your time? And... Well, no, there's, there's two arguments on this. Okay. I think doing due diligence on people you spend time with is very important because you need to understand who they are and what drives them. However, dropping a bit of knowledge like that early on will create the impression like, geez, have you been stalking me? <laughs> like, how did you know? And yeah. Have you been on my Insta? It's almost a bit too slick. Okay. So you don't want to go in early. Here's what you do want to do. You listen. Because in that first meeting, you don't want to be deploying too much of that, but you listen to them. And then at the end of the meeting, when they go, oh, I've got to go, I'm taking my boy to a Liverpool match. He's such a huge fan. You go, well, have fun. The next time you meet them, oh, I saw what happened to Liverpool. Right. Now you can talk about it. Now it shows that you were listening, you cared, you remembered. People love to be remembered, but you don't want to demonstrate that you've been doing some slick research. You've had a gang of spies on their yeah. case, and suddenly you have bizarre levels of knowledge about them. Right, I'm going to pick up another couple of, couple of things you said about making an impression and being remembered. I am very shy, so if I go into a room and I have to sort of network and break in, I really don't know a comfortable way of doing it. Have you got a tip for me on that? Because I'm sure a lot of people find that quite difficult. Yes, two tips. Number one, the name badge is your friend. Prior to going to an event where you are going to have to network, and, and by the way, Ava, I don't like it. Uh, you know, very few people go, oh, yes, great, networking. People don't really enjoy it. So given that that's the case, anytime you can make it easier, great. Do some research on names, the sort of people that maybe you'd like to connect with. Maybe you have a friend in common or maybe you've met in the past. And, you know, seek them out with some subtle name tags. Right. Then you can say, John, I think we have a shared friend. Oh, who is it? There's your start. Here's another start. You do, know, do, nobody. Do, do you oh. have to have a shared friend. No, but it could, be, it could be something that you can anchor to, okay, yeah. something you can connect with. Here's another start is, it, I call it sidle up and eavesdrop. And it sounds a bit creepy, but it's actually very effective. You're waiting for drinks, you're getting a dessert, you hear people talking, you go, oh my God, the tube was so slow today. You go, I'm so sorry I overheard you, but I was stuck for 20 minutes on that train this morning. They will bring you in because it feels natural. And in an event where people are networking like this one, listening in, overhearing conversations, it's absolutely fine. So there's two ways you can uh, start the convo. Okay. I'm going to tell you a short anecdote, and there is a purpose for it. Okay. There's, there's a question at the end. Okay. I moved to Singapore, and I went to a business meeting with my Singaporean colleague, and the person I was speaking to was a Brit, an expat. Right. And it was all, how are you doing? Look at the weather, gosh, and all this sort of thing. And my colleague was so insistent on getting in. And afterwards, I came out and said, Adeline, you've just got to play it a little bit quieter. The next meeting was with a Singaporean. I started all that, and the Singaporean went, what do you want? You know, forget this chit-chat stuff, I don't know you. Right. So my question is, yes. how important is cultural understanding and the culture in business dealings? It's hugely important. I, I mean, it's no different to the L war still being operational. Because if you, for example, I was just in Tokyo. Now, if I'm conducting the correct L war, my battle for communication excellence in Tokyo, I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm anticipating, I understand that we bow. I understand there's a Meishi ceremony where cards are respected deeply. I understand that you uh, entirely respect the most senior person at the table. There is an entirely different set of rules. Now, if I try and be the Brit, 
or the American I live in the US now, in a meeting in Tokyo, I have ruined my entire approach because yeah. I'm doing it on my rules and not theirs. The entire truth behind the L war is that by listening, watching, and anticipating, you then, when you finally do open your mouth or conduct any bit of communication, you're doing it the way they want it to be done. So yes, cultural awareness is hugely important. By the way, in Singapore, I always stay at the Fullerton Bay. It's one of my favorite oh, right. hotels right tell. on the yes. water there. Yes. And there's another trick, by the way. Every time when you find out where someone's from, if you have any knowledge of that area, find that connection, that tribal connection. You've been there. You went somewhere there. You loved it. Yeah. Not the opposite. Never go, oh, I was in London. <laughs> Hate it. the place. It stinks. They'll be like, I don't want to do business with you. So do, do good communicators all share one thing in common? Um, I would say they share three things in common. Okay. How's that? You Excellent. ask for one and I give you three. Right, then. I call it the three C's. Okay. Okay. So are you ready? Consistency, clarity, and confidence. Every great communicator that I've observed just has these three things in her core, in his core. Co consistency is about, you always know where you are with this person. They don't turn up to work totally different to how they were the day before. And everyone's like, wow, what's wrong with them today? They're always the same person, the same individual, the same character. They're following the same path. That consistency is very important. Makes you more viable. Um, clarity. Clarity is beyond important, especially in the financial industry, by the way, because we're at risk as we get more immersed in this industry of falling into what's known as the curse of knowledge. And the curse of knowledge is where you know every bit of jargon, every acronym, every initialism, every character in the industry, and you start dropping them around thinking that everyone around you has the same level of knowledge and they do not. It's the curse of knowledge. Okay. What you have to do to make sure you remain clear is translate as you go. It's what I call one of the three jobs that we have that we don't know we have. You are director of translation. You translate so that everyone is with you on the communication journey. If you leave them behind because you weren't clear, you're no longer viable. And confidence, be confident. Okay then. I think we got, I'm going to ask you one last question, 15 oh, seconds if what? I can. What's the one thing to absolutely avoid when you're trying to sell yourself in a business meeting? Not listening. Okay, well, that's, that's easy. Where, that's where we came in and that's where we'll go out. So, Mark, thanks ever so much for your time today. Thank, Thank you. you. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.